This is The Odds Couple, presented by PropSwap.com, where America buys and sells sports bets. The Odds Couple, with Chicago radio legend Mike North and midday host Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. Welcome to your weekend, everybody. It's time for another smoking hot edition of The Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco. We're presented, as always, by Prop Swap, and we are just over one week away from the culmination of the 2021 NFL season. I'm so sorry to say that there's only one game left, but we start the preview for Super Bowl 56 today. Rams and Bengals, Mikey. Most importantly, we had another pretty good weekend. Prop bets. Uh, you were all over the Bengals. Oh. I had the Niners. Anybody who had a Rams money line bet but listened and still took the Niners plus the three and a half, very happy at the end of the day. So another winning weekend for the odds couple. Unbelievable. Uh, hi to everybody. Hi to Carmen. Hi to Randy. Hope my levels are right because I just did a, a nice a couple commercials for our main sponsor, Prop Swap. So I want to alert everybody over there because the last time I did that, the next thing you know, I was a little scratchy. I don't feel scratchy about anything now because you want to know something we were four and one Woo. carmen uh just knocks it dead again uh, uh randy does his job and i go two and oh uh the two money line plays that made the last uh, couple weeks between the parlay of who uh, was tampa bay and kansas city going to win on the same day and then and now last week uh stafford uh you know is he going to have more yards than jimmy garoppolo oh. i mean that was i forget about putting my hands behind my head i i got bored um, great, great weekend for us. We're establishing ourselves 80% last week, 11 and six overall Carm. Mm. Uh, couldn't be happier with the franchise. Uh, we'll step out again. I got a couple prop bets that I'm interested in. Remember prop bets are something you can go with or can go against. It doesn't matter that that's more of a gut feeling. You do look at trends, uh, but we'll have some stuff today. Yep. Plus, I got some NBA stuff. Oh, I love it. Uh, we will give you some best plays. We're going to start talking about the game, breaking it down a little bit. Some of the early prop bets. We'll do a lot of it again next week mm-hmm. as we get ready for Super Bowl 56 in Los Angeles a week from Sunday. What were you thinking at 21-3 Kansas City when they seemingly were doing just about anything they wanted on offense in the early portions of that AFC title game last Sunday. Morning. I was thinking I shouldn't have chopped it up with Jim Miller. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And by the end, I was going, thank God I chopped it up with Jim Miller. That's awesome. Because if everybody doesn't know the, the story, I was, if you know, I had Kansas City left in the survivor pool. And last week I did tell Carmen, you know, Carmen, I'm going to chop it up with Jimmy and, and and with Patrick Finley because you know what? They still have a 30% chance of winning. I, little did I know that the adjustment uh, that they made defensively and, and, and that basically they've taken the long pass away from Patrick Mahomes yep. and made him try to become more of a Russell Wilson type, if you will, where he, I don't know if he has the patience uh, or can read a defense now based on that. Uh, he can't buy time anymore. They're chasing him down. He decide he decides when he scrambles to run thirty yards backwards. I don't all the get time. it, Mike. I, I mean, I don't get, I don't it. get You're it. Right? I mean, he had so much green grass in front of him on some of those. You know, mm-hmm. when those pockets were breaking down, some yep. of them he was, uh, I think, imagining pressure too and breaking clean right. pockets. It was he bizarre. Early. Yeah, it was. It was. I I can't explain the final thirty minutes. And you talked somebody about- told me at the Westgate. I don't know if this is true. You can buy a prop right now on uh, one and a half 
number of Super Bowls Patrick Mahomes wins. Well, in his I, I could see that. And you want to know something? People would have laughed 11 years ago yep. at, Aaron, at that Aaron Rodgers prop if it was one and a half, and you'd still be waiting for the yeah. next one uh, to come through. You're probably right about right? that. Yeah, I, because I'm yeah. telling you, Kansas City's got a small window like everybody else. The rest of the league is catching up to them. And uh, it just seems like the aura of Patrick Mahomes, I could almost compare it from the way they were talking about him two years ago to being the greatest quarterback of all time, which he is still in the picture, to Tyson until Tyson got dropped by Buster Douglas. It's interesting. Because I'm going to tell you right now, how many AFC championships have they been in and they got one Super Bowl to show for it? Right now, if they do it again next year and don't win, it's an underachieving football team to me with that kind of quarterback and with some of those pieces. And with the skill position. Yes. It really (laughs) reiterates... Oh. How incredible Tom Brady's career was! Unbelievable. Mike. I mean, like, <laughs> the, the, broke my heart when just, he retired. Isn't that crazy? I mean, twenty-two years, and we're like, we're not ready for him to retire. Well, no, not yeah. really, because now he's liked. I mean, what turned him over was look, look. A lot of people didn't like him. I always did. They didn't like him at New England. For I mean, when when you see the nonsense going on, I mean, seriously, they almost tried to ruin his career. Because of a little bit of air being out of a football. It's so stupid. Think about how stupid. <laughs> dumbest so thing I ever had to cover. I know. Dumbest. And everybody went along with it. While you got all sorts of other nonsense going on in the National Football League right. now. That was the big deal. Are you kidding me? So, so he's just a fantastic player. I know my wife's not happy. <laughs> uh, the women liked him. Everybody liked him. He's pissed. Ah, she goes one more year. I know one more, He's but he should enjoy himself. He said. Then she turns into Bibi. He earned it. He deserves it. He doesn't have it in him anymore. God bless him. He did it. And you know what? He could have been MVP hmm. this year. He's going to finish second, Mike. Uh, he should finish he, first. Uh, you know, oh, if, I mean, he's, right? this guy's going to be a top two in the MVP at forty-four years old. I, I know it's, it's a like, shame. It's unbelievable. Uh, now, if he comes back at, in a year. Let's say he comes back at 46 to try to do it again because he can't quench his thirst. I think his kids are pissed. I think if I was Tom Brady's kid, I'd love going to the games. Yeah, me you know? too, right? Yeah, yeah. you know, but uh, we, we hear about Giselle. We hear about how he wants to spend time with the family now, you know. I kind of, quite frankly was a little, you know, I go spend time with the family. 22 years is a long time to be away. But you get six months off. Yeah, well, <laughs> I don't know. My dad spent time with the family from 730 to 9 at night after he got home from work. Okay? Quality time, right. That's yeah. it. Yeah. And then there's, uh, you know, our, what, our guy Jimmy G. And uh, I don't know where he's going to end up, Mike. Wherever he ends up, he'll still be the most handsome. Jimmy, ironically, probably played the best game he played in the postseason, and that's the one they lost. If you're going, well, I just want to understand because I'm reliving the Justin Fields stuff again with Mitch because they're they're going with this Trey Lance. Do you folks know? Do you know? And I know this will stun Randy because sometimes I say stuff he'll stop at mid step, almost trip. Right? Do you know they're eight and thirty one without Jimmy Garoppolo? I, I know. Sure. Has everybody lost their mind? So he had a bad game in the in the in the conference finals. I mean, so did Tannehill. So did Rodgers. What are we going to get rid of everybody? I mean, what are th- they doing? When you trade three first round picks, though, it's I like, know. What do you do? It's cra- you know. But I what's mean- he spo- What did he not get him to the final four? 
Got him there twice. He got him there. I mean, come on, Carm. <laughs> Shanahan's record, you're right, with and without Jimmy. Oh, my God. I mean, it's staggering. Like, he does, that has to be rolling around in the back of Shanahan's mind somewhere, doesn't it? I can't it? believe it. And you know where I sign him? Tampa Bay. Yeah. I, mean, I take oh, him oh, at Tampa oh, Bay tomorrow. If I'm Tampa Bay, I'm waiting. But I hear Pittsburgh's waiting. What's wrong with them? I would think that a place like Pittsburgh, like maybe even New Orleans, can. You now, Jameis will be back, I guess, right? But I mean, Jameis towards Yeah, he'll be wanna, back uh, hosting the turnover. Uh, right. I mean, like, I mean, New Orleans, uh, Tampa's a good call. I mean, they're, you know, they're going to be on. in the market now. Jimmy will end up somewhere. He'll land on his feet. Jimmy's- I'd like him on the Bears. Sorry. He's wow. from Arlington Heights. He's handsome. He's rugged. He is handsome. You know? The problem <laughs> is... You, you, and here, can I just say this to everybody? I'm gonna, I don't have a whole lot of time with this segment, so I'm not going to name you the number of pocket passers that have won Super Bowls, but I can name you the running quarterbacks who have won them, okay? There's only a couple. Steve Young... And who would you say? I, I, I mean, as brilliant who? as maybe Russ, but even Russ is a pocket passer. No, he's I mean, a pocket passer. I mean, even, so, even Steve Young was brilliant in the Steve pocket. Steve Young I mean, was a runner, though. He could yeah, run. Yeah, he and, could and, run. And, 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 but, but seriously, you're right. He could throw from the, from the pocket. All these running, Fran Tarkenton couldn't get it done. Scramble. Uh, a cam couldn't get it done. Randall Cunningham's one yeah. of the gr- yeah. Randall Cunningham, let me, just, let me just say this to every, all you Bear fans right now. Justin Fields is a pimple on his behind. That's how great he was. And he couldn't get it done. And he had great, great teams. So I'm going with the running quarterback right now is a popular quarterback. But he's not conducive to going all the way. You have Brady. You have Bart Starr. You have Kenny Stabler. I could go all night long like Lionel Richie and name you pocket passer after pocket passer that has won Super Bowls. And the running quarterback is not in the top ten. I think what you hope that Fields can turn into is something like... Josh Allen, where you can kill teams from the pocket, and Maybe. if you need to be a, de- you know, if they can design some runs for you because you're but such Josh a good athlete. But Josh Allen hasn't won a Super Bowl. No, that's true. He hasn't. I mean, he's I'm just good naming guys yeah. that have won Super Bowls. Yeah. If you think, folks, that getting a running quarterback from a football factory is conducive to winning the Super Bowl, you don't know the history of the well, league. The problem is with running quarterbacks, their shelf life is a lot shorter normally, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. just is. Look at and that. And Josh Allen is an animal. Yeah, I know is. that he yeah. destroys corners. He does but but you know what? I don't see Justin like that because he was banged up a few times this year. Even Cam. Cam is a tank of a human right? being. But think about how quickly it kind well, of came undone for Cam. Uh, there's another one. I know. RG3 I mean, had a higher ceiling. Had a higher ceiling than Fields or most of these quarterbacks that came out this year. Yeah. And he got hurt. We're going to talk more about some of the prop bets that we like already for next Sunday. Uh, We'll preview more of the game. We'll get ponies from Jim Miller later on. And uh, we'll talk about the hot tickets available at Prop Swap when we come back next because we are going to be joined, as always, by our buddy Luke Pergandy. So don't go anywhere, folks. We're just getting warmed up every Friday here on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. You get Carmen and Mike. We are the Odds Couple coming right back. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is The Odds Couple with Carmen DeFalco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. Welcome back inside The Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. Carmen DeFalco and Mike North each and every week for you on the ESPN Chicago app and ESPN 1000. Don't forget, if you uh, miss anything, always just go to the podcast 
uh, on the great app there. It is free. And, of course, the Encore replay will come your way before White Sox Weekly every Saturday morning from 8 until 9. Speaking of free apps, how about that free prop swap app? If you have a futures ticket, if you want to buy one, you got to get into prop swap. It's where America buys and sells its sports wagers. And each and every week, we have the pleasure of talking to one of the founders, Chicago's very own Luke Pergandy. Luke, it's good to have old friends. <laughs> hey, Carmen. Hey, Mike. <laughs> What's, What's up, going Luke? on, pal? Are you ready for L.A.? I know you're going. Uh, you're going to yep. be uh, enjoying uh, the all the pomp and circumstances circumstance that goes with Super Bowl week. We've uh, done those over the years uh, here at the radio station. It is, I mean, like it's a scene, man. And I, I don't know how different it'll be because of COVID these last couple years, but that's where, uh, that's where everybody wants to be uh, a Super Bowl city during the Super Bowl week. It's always a lot of fun, Luke. Yeah. Yeah. I think obviously LA is, is a good weather city for these uh, activities to take place outside versus inside like a Minneapolis or, you know, New Jersey. Um, so that should be good. We'll see what, what COVID has impacted. I know the Sports Illustrated party is still happening. Shaq's party is still happening. I think the wheels up one got canceled. That's usually a fun one. So we'll see what happens. It's LA. It's the Super Bowl. Um, you know, we got Joe Burrow. We got Matt Stafford. I, I don't think it'll be a boring weekend. Mm-mm. Yeah, there are going to be a lot of good, uh, uh, prop bets and stuff like that. I was going to ask you about Jim Harbaugh and any action on prop swap, where he was going to go, uh, what he was going to do. I know he was rumored to go to Miami. Then that uh, hit the fan with that other nonsense. And then Minnesota, they said he might have been too big for the room. Was there any? Was there a lot of action on prop swap when it came to him, or was it uh, basically yeah. average? So, so the you know destination for new coach, right? That's mm-hmm. typically more of an offshore wager. Mm-hmm. Some some onshore uh, books will hang it, but it's less. It's much lower volume than you might think. Mm-hmm. But you know, as those reports surface, yes, we sold some Dolphins futures for next year. Mm-hmm. Yes, we sold some Vikings futures for next year. Wow. People will play it that way. Yes. Uh, and then you know, this morning you know woke up and, and saw some Jaguar sales occur with Doug Peterson. Uh, going down to, to Florida to coach Trevor Lawrence. So, yeah, so typically when coaching rumors surface, like we'll yeah. see tickets fly on that specific team if it's a good coach, and I, I'd put Doug Peterson in that group. The We talked about the Bengals last week. Um, I, they were down 21-3. Mike and I were just discussing it in the first Love segment. Them. I mean, how, you know, what the hell happened? I don't know if any of us still really know or we can wrap our, reds, uh, our heads around it, but here they are. And when we talk about ultimate long shots getting to this point, I mean, this was a team, uh, you know, <laughs> They had four wins uh, three seasons and ago, two guys. And two of the year before. And two, but right, and two before the year. I mean, it's like they were 100 to 1, right, Luke? They were 100 to 1, no, and here they are. Three, 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 300, 300 to, one. to 1. I mean, my yeah. God. We've seen, we've seen one ticket printed at 300 to 1 odds. Wow. Um, and he had it posted last week. So it was a $100 wager. He made it in September from the South Point Casino in Las Vegas. Put a hundred bucks down. That is the only three hundred to one bet, legal bet at least, that we have seen. I've talked to a few different media publications. They've confirmed that there is one single three hundred to one bet floating around, and we have it. So, so it's for sale. Um, yeah, he yeah he posted it last week. He's a pro gambler, and so most of these pro gamblers, like when these Super Bowl props come out for these you know next ten days, this is their time because the reason is the books are spread so thin. And all these props, they have, they'll hang, you know, 500 different props for next week. Cooper mm-hmm. Cup yards, Stafford mm-hmm. touchdowns, national anthem, whatever it is. 
the books are spread so thin over the next 10 days. Like this is the time where pro gamblers just eat mm. and they'll just, they'll just find these wrong numbers that books will post on all these Super Bowl props. I'm like, this is his, this is pro gamblers most profitable week of the year, as opposed to betting a side or a total in week six, where the whole world is gambling on a, you know, a Packers Rams game during the regular season, like Super Bowl props is where they make their money. Um, so this, this guy is a pro gambler and we're working on getting him a price. Uh, market value is about 11,500 wow. right now off his hundred dollar wager. And everyone shouts on Twitter and like before props up like, oh no, no, you don't you don't sell the bet, you just go hedge on the Rams. So clear eleven thousand five hundred on the Rams, I mean, you need twenty three thousand. Yeah, right, they're minus two hundred. I mean <laughs> like, who has and then people say, Oh right. well, yeah, I don't have the money, but Bank of America will lend, lend me the money. Yeah. I'm like, Bank of America is not lending money for sports bets, you idiot. Like the guy's got holes in his socks. You know? Yeah, he's looking for yeah. twenty grand. That's funny. Yeah, exactly. Hey, you exactly. know what? I, I got 150 to one. I don't know if it's on prop swap. I won't watch one second of the halftime show. That's just the my halftime opinion. show. I think will be pretty good. Oh actually. come on! And people try to call me oh because you're a boomer. Hey, I go back to Tone Loke. I go back to Grandmaster Flash. Are you kidding me? I go back Dre. to I go back to Tupac when you, we spell backwards, which means kaput. Are you guys kidding Tupac me? Would be cool. Snoop and yeah, Dre are pretty cool. cool. I mean, yeah. if you had the beasties. I mean, Eminem, Mary, I mean, it's nice, but I'll be watching the, the Puppy Bowl, to be honest. Oh, no, you will not stop it. Yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> or playing you, you Golden You want a shirtless team. Adam Levine? Oh, I, I don't need a shirtless Adam Levine. Yeah, no, thank he, you. He's handsome, too. I mean, we, you know, we talk about Jimmy G's handsomeness. I'll give Adam Levine some props. He's handsome, but I don't know if I need to yeah. see him uh, you know, shirtless on this, the <laughs> halftime stage again. The, the females liked it. Yeah, the that's true. Yeah. They got to love that. That's true. Luke, listen, have a great time uh, in L.A. We'll check in again next Friday. Obviously, we'll talk more about the game and talk more about the tickets for sale. So we'll catch up from, uh, from L.A. next week, okay? Yeah, yeah, and uh, you know, real quick story. So during the game, yet again, these tickets are flying off the shelf. This guy grabbed the Bengals ticket during the game. Of course, they were down twenty-one to three. The Bengals were. He got odds of sixty-five to one for the Bengals to win the Super Bowl. Wow. He uh, bought it for one hundred and fifty bucks when they were down twenty-one to three. That hundred fifty-dollar ticket is now worth four thousand dollars. That's fantastic. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. So, point being, people freak out during these games. They just try to offload their their bets, and this you know Bengals tickets are flying off the shelf, and they were down twenty one to three hundred fifty bucks, almost worth four grand. That's amazing. Now, Somebody amazing. told me a couple of Bengals were calling props, so I have to turn their tickets in. <laughs> yeah. at halftime. Yeah, Luke, exactly. We'll talk to you next week. Take buddy. care, buddy. Thanks, guys. Bye. See ya. There's Luke Pergandy. Oh, go have fun. See where you stand. <laughs> Friends in high places. I love yeah. it. Oh, my God. You gotta, hey, you know what? He's got the life. But I got to tell you something. The halftime show I won't be watching. I go back to the Stones, Bruno Mars, Springsteen. You know, this one here, no thank you. You know, uh, give me a little Grandmaster Flash. Maybe put MC Hammer out there. Maybe the worst. Uh, maybe I'd do a show with the worst rappers of all time. I mean, no, really. 
I Millie Vanilli, oh, uh, you God. know, people like that, right? <laughs> MC Hammer and Millie oh, Vanilli. Oh, MC Hammer. God bless them. I'll take that. I think this lineup's actually not too bad. Okay, so. just, the best ever is Prince. That, that, that's oh, it. Prince was great. Prince Bruno was the Mars best ever. Was Bruno, Bruno was good. I like Bruno Mars. Diana Ross. I go back to Diana oh, Ross. Man. I go back to the marching band. It's time to bring them back. Right, yeah. Because they can't do the audio when they have these big-time shows, as we saw last week during the halftime show. They, Mike's right. I mean, in the old days, it was a marching or up for people. Remember, wasn't it? Uh, that, the that, worst? <laughs> this was the best. Wrigley Field, five below zero. And you got the marching band from Northern Illinois for 15 minutes <laughs> while you're freezing to death in the upper That's deck. At the Bears game. Right, the Bears game. <laughs> brutal. brutal. Yep. All right, when we come back, we'll continue talking about Super Bowl 56. Let's get into some of the prop bets yep. that we're already taking a look at for next weekend. Jim Miller's got ponies a little bit later. Don't go anywhere. We're cruising along inside the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000. This is the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. This is The Odds Couple with Mike North and Carmen DeFalco on ESPN 1000. We're streaming on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Welcome back inside The Odds Couple presented by PropSwap. Alongside Mike North, I'm Carmen DeFalco, and we are with you each and every Friday during the show. We've got one more football game to talk about. Well, I guess there is the Pro Bowl this weekend. I don't think we'll talk about that one. But yeah, exactly. The Super Bowl. Super Bowl 56 next week, where the Bengals are technically the home team, even though it is the Rams stadium. And the Bengals, Dumbest thing I've ever heard, but you're right. They yeah. are technically the home team. It's everybody else's that comes in off the road against yeah, that team it seems in that their way. stadium. You're right about that. Yeah. Uh, the Bengals uh, out to now a four and a half point dog. 48 and a half is the total. The early moves here uh, have been Rams and the under, especially some of the under money. I mean, a lot of shops opened this at about 50 and a half. I think there was even a 51 out there, and it has quickly been bet down to 48 and a half. You can get the Bengals on the money line at plus 165 as we do the show right now, a little over a, a week away. The Rams minus 200. I will just tell everybody real quick that since 2010, since the 2010 season, the favorites in the Super Bowl have gone just four and six straight up and against the number. Yep. And if you're saying, Carmen, that's 11 Super Bowls, uh, four and six is 10. One of those Super Bowls, and I think it was it was Super Bowl 49, so that was Patriots and Seahawks. That great finish, that great game, that one off as a pick em. So, And I think and the six. number has not been relevant in most Super Bowl games. <sighs> You know, minus three, minus yeah. four. Well, and you, and I mean, really, the number for the Bears. I could go back to 86. 48 to three or whatever the score was, it was irrelevant. What, you was, know? The, what was the number, Mike? Was it the Bears a touchdown favorite, a 10? But what was that number? No, I think they were field goal. Was it a field goal? Wow. I, it might have been. Maybe I mean, Randy could look that up. Boy, you talk about it. not even being relevant. You're right. I mean, Holy come on. Good Lord. In I mean, but but to me, I lo- I've been riding the Bengals for two weeks. Joe Burrow has ice water in his veins. He could be the closest thing to Brady. You don't want to crown him that soon because, you know, the next year they could have a, a crappy year. You never know. But he just is like, I mean, he's cool. He's a cold-blooded killer, Mike. You're right. I mean, really, I mean, I, he he's a cool dude. Yeah. He's the coolest white boy since Dean Martin, probably. <laughs> Or Joe Namath. I mean, you buy some accessories, and all of, them, all of a sudden, you know, you're as cool as the other side of the pillow, as Stuart Scott used That's to say. That's right. Right? You have some sunglasses, a cool jacket, a chain. Joe, you're back. Joe Cool has to be reserved for Montana, though, doesn't it? Yeah. Or are we just two yeah. old fuddy-duddies? I mean, like, Joe Cool, the, the nickname I like, I guess in Cincinnati they call him Joe Burr. Like, Burr, he's got ice water in his veins. Well, Joe Cole, uh, Joe Boring. 
He was a boring guy. I remember he was on TV. He was an analyst. Brutal. He I mean, Joe bad. just didn't have that. He's got more of a personality now. Um, but, I mean, this guy here is another type of animal. Joe was – this guy's like Urban, you know. He's he perfect for Cincinnati, perfect for Ohio, grew up two hours away. I really like the kid. I think, yeah. like I said last week, it's the big moment ain't going to hurt him. It doesn't? Yeah, we we did talk about that. You're yeah. right. I mean, it's like he is not phased, man. Uh, he, the guy's been sacked 63 times this year. And it's yeah. like. Not afraid to just, take a sack. He's not phased. Well, that's what got Jimmy G in trouble. He was afraid to take a sack or afraid to get hit. He puts the ball up for grabs. So Stafford's your uh, way, MVP. Bears, Bears were minus 10 in that Super Bears oh, were minus yeah, 10. Oh, yeah, what am okay. I thinking? Three. The ba- uh, the, uh, Thank the, you, Randy. The MVP odds here. It still wasn't close. I mean. No. <laughs> um, Stafford, plus 125. Uh, Burrow. Plus two twenty, and then Cooper Cup is four and a half to one, and then it gets out to some of the longer odds. I think Donald at sixteen to one is kind of interesting. I think he is so motivated to play great. It's he tough is, for an interior it, lineman, it, though. Very tough. Um, and Mike's right. I mean, Randy really likes Vaughn Miller. You can get Vaughn in some spots. Points bet has him right now at thirty three to one. I think isn't the kicker one hundred fifty to one for Cincy? Yeah, McPherson. Yeah, I'm sorry. He could kick four field goals, and they could win by two, and he could kick a fifty five yarder. That guy doesn't miss. He's kicked four field goals in each of their three playoff games so far. Four, yeah. he's, he's 12 for 12 on field goals. Yeah. Including three I for three I think his odds are real high. Somebody told me. I said, well, you got to take him. Although, there's, I got some cool bets, too, here I got that I wrote down. Yeah, I prepared for the show, folks. Of course. Absolutely. Um, first, the Bengals. Do they punt first or score? Okay. Minus 140 that they punt that first. they punt, yeah. Okay, minus 140. I sort of like maybe they score first. Both teams to score in each quarter. Now, if it's a high-scoring game, it's possible, right? Plus 550. Oof. For both teams. So if it's 3-3-3-3-3-3-3-3, three, 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 hmm. Teams are moving the ball, plus you got a kicker that can kick a 50-55 yarder. And you're kicking inside. And yeah. you're kicking indoors. Yeah. So that's a plus 550. So you put 25 bucks down. You win 100 and a quarter, 100, 135 bucks. That's not bad. That's not a bad one. And right? I think both teams, I know the Bengals are very willing to kick field goals. I, I So that's not a bad bet. I yeah, think. you might have the goof uh, McVeigh fourth and two He's from the 35. Goof. And no, then they kick. may decide because I, you got the kicker gay. I think he kick. I do. I think both teams are willing to do that. I do. So th- it's not. I'm not saying it's going to win. I'm saying no, we're the, looking the, for the, the money. Yeah. The, the the return. Here's one. I said, Carmen and Randy, you're going to like this. You know, <laughs> Stafford to catch a pass. Ooh. Twenty to one. A trick play. Or Burrow to catch a pass. 15 to 1. Why not? A trick play between these two guys? Are they worth, is it worth 20 bucks to you? You're yeah, absolutely. Right. A little or, tri- or more. Tri- trick play. Action. I mean, if they throw a pass to Stafford and you put a, a C note down, let's say you got oh, the money to please. do it, two grand. I would have loved to have that bet when Nick Foles caught the touchdown pass a couple oh, of years ago. Oh, how about? Ago, yeah, right? absolutely. It's happened, folks. I, I, it just doesn't happen a whole lot. 
Mike was talking about McPherson. I did uh, write down a prop bet that I kind of like for McPherson here, just his total points prop, the over under seven and a half. Oh. Now, you are laying juice on the over here. It's minus 130. But like we said, he's 12 of 12 on field goals. They're more than willing to kick field goals, obviously. They kick, he's kicked 12 of them in three games. Uh, he's three for three on field goals of 50 plus yards. They trust him, I think, for Matt. I mean, 50 yards for him is like. He came in, no he big comes deal. in the game outdoors and says, This is going down yeah. the middle. He, he, he hasn't missed an extra point, so it's like. Geez, uh, can can you see him getting another four field goals in this game? Maybe at minus one thirty. Um, I'll tell you what else I like. And again, you know, there is a lot of juice on this. I, I I don't do this often, but these are prop bets, and you can you know, this is not we're telling you to make a, a unit wager. Do what you want, but Cooper Cup anytime touchdown. I mean, I don't know how I don't know how they defend Cooper Cup. I mean, well, it's minus Leslie Frazier won't be Leslie Frazier won't be defending, or somebody like that won't be defending no. him. I mean, I think that you got to double team him. You got you got, but then you got Beckham. Beckham is this year's Antonio Brown. He's played great too, hasn't he? Yeah. I thought he was done. I'll be straight up with everybody. You know me. I'll give you guys a stat. I tell you when I'm wrong. Yeah. I I, I don't think you know what. There'd be a crowded a crowded dance floor for people that thought Beckham was done. Oh. And I'm one of them. Uh, I'm gonna... I'd be I'd be Lawrence Welk up there going a one, a two. I was wrong. Okay, so uh, uh, I'm and by give... the way, Lawrence Welk was an old time. It's <laughs> an old timer, an old time maestro or whatever. Uh, I'm going to give you guys a stat from last week. You ready? Yeah. Um, this is about Cup and OBJ. To Mike's point. So according to the NFL's next gen stats, Cup and Beckham mm. uh, last week against the Niners each had seven plus. Uh, what they deem open targets during the title game. Now, an open target is three-plus yards of separation during a route, okay? Why am I bringing this up? Why is Next Gen Stats talking about it? Because it's kind of rare. They were the only pair of receivers this season in a game to have that many open targets. They are only the sixth duo, you guys, since 2016 to do it in a single game. That's... 0.4% 0.4% of the games since 2016. Uh, Awuzie, Apple, Hilton, anybody in the Bengals' defensive backfield, any of the corners strike you as guys, uh, like Mike said, Les Frazier in his prime, that can that are locked down, cover corners. I, I mean, I know people are all giddy about the Bengals' defense. It's okay, but yeah. Cup and Beckham right now are... Play, I mean, we know Cup, and Mike's right about Beckham. He has helped them. He's been Antonio this year's Antonio Brown. Yes, he has helped them tremendously, especially since the loss. Probably of better Woods. He's probably, probably better than better. Antonio yes. Brown. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, Carm, um, when you look at at at, for instance, uh, the Rams. Okay, they can be scored on two. And I will say this, Cincinnati's third receiver is better than the Bears' first receiver. He might be. So, Tyler Boyd, yeah, he might be. Oh, my God, are you kidding me? They're loaded with receivers. It's about the protection, but if you don't protect Joe Burrow, he can still beat you. Uh, so that's, it's going to be tough. I That's why I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I Do think you? both. Well, Jalen Ramsey hasn't overwhelmed me. And, and the defense of the Rams, I understand uh, that they, they had a, a close game last week. I think Frisco should have won that game. But see, for instance, folks, it was some of the worst coaching I've ever seen for conference finals last week. Uh, McVay, I keep game. hearing I their agree. geniuses. Debo Samuel, ladies and gentlemen, I keep hearing about the Shanahan. Debo Samuel didn't touch the ball. He's their best player, maybe. 
on Frisco for the last 12 minutes of the game. He, he had one touch in their last 12 offensive plays. Come one, on. One. How do you do that? I don't How know. do you lose track of guys like that? I don't know. He had one target. Mike, he had one target, one catch. They didn't, they, not a they single were lacing one target, one catch. It was a physical game. They were out to get him. They were pounding him. Yeah. But, man, I mean, does he? did he walk up to him and go, hey, guys, I'm your moneymaker. I know. Come on. Uh, when we come back, Jim Miller's going to give us some ponies for Jim the weekend. Jimmy was in the winner's circle, I think, twice again last I think week. Two twice, out of the three. You know? He's unbelievable. Um, so we'll talk to Jim Miller, and uh, we still have a little bit more. We're going to spend some time talking to you about the Super Bowl 56, some other props. Mike's got some NBA action, he was yep. saying, for a little bit later. So uh, don't go anywhere, folks. We're still coming back with more to do inside the Odds Couple on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. This is the Odds Couple with Carmen DeValco and Mike North on ESPN 1000. You're listening to The Odds Couple, Friday nights at 6, with a replay Saturday morning at 8 on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. Touch on the odds couple on this Friday night. We have talked a lot about Super Bowl 56, and we'll do it a lot next Friday as we get ready for the game. We're still just uh, over a week away. We're going to get some uh, ponies here from our guy uh, who was in the winner's circle twice again last week. He is the expert handicapper from Hawthorne Racecourse, where there's harness ra- uh, racing all weekend long. Say hi to Jim Miller. Jimmy! Everybody. Jimmy! Jimmy's like Benjamin. He likes to chop it up. I'll tell you what. You know what? Hey, it's a no regrets Friday for me. How about that, boys? That's right. Well, I mean, I, let, me, let me explain real quick. I would have had to take Kansas City. Uh, Pat Trick Fitzgerald, I think, would have taken the 49ers. Or Pat, uh, Pat uh, Finley. Finley, excuse me. And and then Jimmy had Cincy. He so taken he would have won the whole bet, yeah. but I'm glad we chopped it up. No hard feelings, Jimmy. Uh, this, this was the best chop up since. Uh, since Joe Pesci and uh, yeah. and, and uh, Frankie Carbone. <laughs> oh, yeah. And after they clip more, I'm going to go chop them up. I mean, that's how good this oh. chop up was. Brilliant, you guys. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing, guys, because we talked about it last week a little bit. If we didn't chop, then you had to play to win. And yeah. for me, I only had two available teams left, and it was Cincy and San Fran. So we talked about strategy a little bit. Mike was in the best spot because Kansas City made the most sense. Right. For me, my hope was since he pulled the upset – and then San Fran pulled the upset, so I would have at least had a team left this week. But, yeah, the way it looks like, yeah. I probably would have been able to take. But you know what? I'm never, ever going to argue with 5-1 odds. I was very happy with the return, and it turned out just fine for me in the end. Yeah, and that turned out fine for you, uh, for our guy with the races last week, boy. Oh I'll my tell God. you that. Speak, well, Jimmy hit uh, the winner's circle twice. Speaking of upsets, though, I mean, Nick's go, uh, which is a pretty intimidating horse, as I understand. I mean, you talked about it. Yurko's talked about uh, how dominant that horse has been, but uh, there was an upset in the Pegasus, right, Jimmy? There was an upset, and Life is Good was the other speed horse in that race, and the big question in the Pegasus was if Life is Good could get the distance. Nick Skull was the defending champ of the race. It was a horse that should have been able to show speed, but the weird thing about racing, guys, if you're a speed horse and you miss the break by a jump and there's another good speed horse in there, your day's over, and that's basically what happened in this race. Life is Good just caught a flyer out of the gate, was able to make the top, Nick's goal missed the break by a step, and the rider did the right thing, which was basically you're in a position now where you're riding for second in a $3 million race. So the return is still good for you, but instead of burning out your horse Mm. to go up there and challenge and then fade through the field, Mm. the rider did the right thing. Sadly, it didn't help for us for a payoff in that race in the win column, 
but that's the right thing to do when the purse is like that. And hey, life is good was really good. Nick's goal was still good to hold second, but was really only going to be second best in that spot. How great do you have to be to be a driver? Because we've heard in the Kentucky Derby and other things, for even the casual fan that watches, you've seen jockeys replaced because they rode a bad race. Uh, How often does that happen in this business? Can a driver be bad enough to stop a great horse? Oh, yeah. It can happen time and again because decision-making is really the key. And you find with the best riders and the best drivers, the trainer's just going to say, hey, here's what I'd like to see, but you know what? Go out and ride your race. And these guys that really do the best and win the most, they're doing their studying ahead of time. They're playing out the race in their head in every situation in their head, and they have to make adjustments on the fly. But that is the reason you do see some changes at times. But it's also the reason why perennially it's the same guys that are at the top of the standings. They're just the best. They make the right decisions. They do it time and again. And they're just able to kind of see a race unfold in front of them and put their horse in the best position, if not to win, to at least get their owner the most amount of money possible. Uh, all right, Jimmy, considering the proximity of Hawthorne to Midway, we'll go with Midway's uh, total from the storm. I think it was about 11.2 inches. Yeah. Uh, snow removal all taken care of. You guys, I know it's going to be cold tonight, but are you guys ready to rock and roll for uh, racing all weekend? Yeah, we're ready to rock and roll. The one thing we do with snow is we let it fall all the way down to the end until it's done because it insulates the racetrack and actually keeps it a little bit warmer. Mm. Once it got done falling, then we drag all the snow off. All we did was miss one day of training, but we're ready to roll all weekend long. All right, so what do we like for this weekend for everybody? All right, two derby preps. So we're going to start out with that on Saturday, then go to Hawthorne. So we'll start at Aqueduct. Race number eight, this is the Withers. We're looking at a 10-to-1 horse in here, the four, Gilded Age. Wow. Bet this horse across the board, added blinkers and one last time out. Then go to Gulfstream Park, race 11. This is the Holy Bull Stakes. Bet the eight-horse White Barrio across the board, 6-to-1 in the morning line here. Gets the top jock at the track. And then we'll go to Hawthorne, race nine. Bet the eight, Shockwave across the board. A good effort last time out and should be tough once again. Say that one again. Which race at Hawthorne, Jimmy? Race nine, number eight. Number eight. Uh, across, yep. Okay, so we're going to bet three horses on Saturday across the board, everybody. Uh, two derby preps. First one's Aqueduct tomorrow. Race eight, the four horse across the board. Then Gulfstream, another derby prep. The 11th race, the eight horse across the board. And then at Hawthorne, the hometown track for Saturday night, race nine, the eight horse across the board. Does that sound right, Jim? That's right, boys. Good value for all of them. Hopefully we can build up some money for Super Bowl. Love it. We'll talk to you next week, buddy. You got it, boys. Jimmy! He's our guy, Jim Miller, from Hawthorne. And, and that aqueduct uh, horse that he just gave out across the board, 10 to 1, he said. So uh, that'll be a nice payday if that one holds and can hit. You beat me at winning money. We're winning money every week. Every Football, week. basketball, a horse racing. Every I mean, I, I, I don't want to delve into soccer. We might have to make Randy our golfing soccer guy. You know what I mean? Because soccer's even popular now. Soccer is getting popular. Yeah, but it will never be popular with me. Not, not, no. not popular, I think, the way people maybe thought it once would be here. But it's got more of a grip than it's ever had, you I know think. What? And Soccer's I think the wagering like, helps. But I do think the wagering helps. Soccer's like me when I was in sixth grade. I'd be falling asleep in my, at my desk, and the nun would come up and bang the desk. Right. And I'd wake up. and Because soccer's, you, you got to wait for the one goal. That's yeah. it. Right. And then you're excited. Everybody goes nuts. To me, I've had, I've had phone calls that were more exciting than watching soccer. But it's a good betting game. Yeah. If you got it right. And people seem to like these, the, the English, you know, the, the English Premier, Premier League. League. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, they've made, made good money. I mean, people, there's gambling experts that yeah. are doing well yeah. and everything else. I don't, I don't begrudge them. It's just not my game. 
Okay, so next week, uh, obviously, we'll have more on yeah. Super Bowl 56. We'll give some final predictions, props, and things like that. Um, I know Mike's got an NBA game yep. uh, for tonight that he wants to yep. give out. I, I will, I'm just going to say this real quick, too. If you're listening to us uh, uh, on the air here on ESPN 1000 on Friday night, uh, it's going to be too late for this one. But for the people that have uh, checked out the podcast, because, of course, the podcast goes up on the app in the afternoon, the only thing that jumped out to me a little bit for on tonight's NBA board, Mike, was uh, the Bulls-Pacers game. Again, if you're listening to it live now on ESPN 1000, it's going to be too late. But the Bulls played a slugfest last night. They lost in overtime. Uh, Indiana's beat uh, half to hell, kind of like the Bulls are with a bunch of injuries. They're not very good. They play a slow, place, a slow pace. I actually lean a little bit towards the under, and that's the only thing I wanted to give out for anybody listening to the podcast for tonight was the Bulls Pacers under 231 and a half. So yeah. I just wanted to put that out there, and then you can go ahead with your NBA. Podcast. Well, you know, first of all, it's one of these deals where um, you have to pick a later game. Yes. Okay. I know on the podcast, I sort of like your under, but I wouldn't play that one, Carm, but I might lean Indiana. So if you're on the podcast, okay. lean Indiana, the the Bulls are playing okay. Uh, They've been bad on the road lately. They're, they played yesterday. They played in overtime. They're, you know, you're still missing some key cogs. It's like they're kind of slugging along right now. You know, yeah. yeah. My pick uh, for for the for the show is going to be over in the Brooklyn Utah game oh, no. uh, right now, which is two hundred and thirty uh, points. Now yep. they're struggling. Stuff like this, and, and uh, uh, just a bit of, you know, last week I bet a game where two of the three top stars of a team were out. Yep. Okay. People always tend to take the under, but when two of your stars are out, let's say LeBron and Anthony Davis, let's say Harden or Durant, the defense suffers too. They're good. Most of these guys outside of Harden or Carmelo good are good defensive players. So when you see players are out, more than one. The over seems to be working for me. I don't know what's going to happen tonight, but it came out Brooklyn over 230. I like that uh, angle on that, too. Yeah, and uh, Brooklyn's lost six in a row right now. They're so. horrible. Yeah, they're The Lakers right in Brooklyn are frauds. You can't have a guy yeah. that's not going to be able to play because of COVID rules coming in whenever he wants. It's been a nightmare the way that it, the Nets have handled this and let people get away and let this guy get away with this. Or if I give him this, he's sticking to his guns. Yeah. It, it, I mean, but people are getting on Simmons for for this, you know, because he don't want to play for other reasons. So it's just a mess right now as far as Brooklyn. If if Durant comes back LA. healthy, though, I would still Brooklyn's going to be. It's going to be. It depends oh, okay. on if they can. The three of them can stay healthy together. Don't do this to yourself, Carm. They're going to still be tough to beat I'm if Durant's still, you know, healthy. I still love. I love Giannis. I do too. How because do you know? I think there's no player in that in that, including. Durant that will play a hundred percent the whole game. He really is something. Yeah, what he did last year was incredible. Well, right, he, he, you know what? He went opposite of Golden State. He was unbelievable. They didn't. Well, yeah, they didn't play stayed. the wrong game. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Um, all right. Next week, tons more on Super Bowl Fifty Six. Uh, thank you, as always, to Luke Pergandy and to Jim Miller. Thanks to Randy Merkin, Eric Ostrowski, Tyler Rocky, our great producers, helping out each and every week. And Mike, you have a great weekend, buddy. Uh, and we'll preview the big game next Friday. Okay. You got it. Come so long, everybody. Oh wait. What about Randy? Randy, give a pick. All right, this is for next week. I like Odell Beckham over five and a half receptions. I love it. Say goodbye again, Mikey. So long, everybody. This is The Odds Couple on ESPN 1000.